The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, except that they can make you smile, and then when you smile, it's not quite as bad. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Man will not create a utopia here on Earth. By the way, the word utopia means nowhere, just in case you're wondering. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't, but we can if we want to be doers and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Still one of the best questions on KAAM. And also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we just don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Going through that process of every day fighting through, trying to maintain your relationship with the Lord, and in some sense, maintain your Christian sanity while the world seems to be spiraling out of control. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, just give us a call. We'll do Bible trivia later. 972-445-0770. That's 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. When you talk or when you call nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, you will talk to Captain Chris, and you'll be sailing in the right direction. And what's better than that? When you're sailing in the right direction. Also, you can text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three. None of those numbers will do anything weird to you when you push them. That's 214-210-8483. Also, you can email us, david, at hemustincrease.org. You can do it live during the show. I do actually get those emails. David at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website, newly revised, newly, not promoted, but newly uh, uh, highlighted, and uh, maybe a little self-promotion here or there. Yeah, that happens. Here's the bottom line. We want you to go to the website. There's multiple reasons why to go to the website, not the least of which is there are new apps that are coming, and a new Apple app will be released within seven days. A new Android app will be released within seven days, but everything will work over. Everything will cover over. We're on track. We also want you to be able to give, because if you don't give, 
you'll just hear elevator music from 1.30 to 3. <laughs> Some of you would prefer that. I can't do anything about that. Here's the bottom line. Go to hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Alrighty, let's uh, get a few updates in before we get into uh, the teaching. A couple updates. First update on moi. Is ma, does moi mean me? I mean, that does mean that, right? Uh, moi, right? I think so, right? Okay. I uh, went to the doctor today. This was, I, I don't have a bad nickname for him, but let's be honest, I don't have a great nickname for him because he's done two surgeries on my leg. Uh, I went into the doctor. He checked it out. We did some testings and whatever, and Dave is free from the shackles of crutches. Yay! So no more crutches. Yay! No third surgery needed. Yay! Dave gets to move his leg at 90 degrees now, fully moving the leg at 90 degrees. That's what the brace is set for. And I don't have to wear my brace when I sleep. Hello! Uh, Which is fun because I didn't really appreciate feeling like RoboCop while I was sleeping lately. So, you know, that's one of the things. Then then you turn over, and if the dog is by you and then the the, the brace hits the dog, everybody knows. So uh, I'm just really thankful for it. It was a great, great update. What a blessing that turned out to be. Noelle still struggling with her physical ailments, but she, she kind of feels like it's part of the warfare and it's coming through and it's going to break through for her. So I'm going to ask you, because you are all praying for me, really pray for my wife. I, I pray for her quite a bit, but you know what? It's in the power and the multitude of family and of Christian prayer that we can bring great things to pass, that the Lord changes universes, and I ask you to do that on behalf of my wife. Uh, and then the last update I'll give you, because I don't want to uh, you know, drill it down too far, is Levi appears to be doing better, and uh, as much as we can tell, we'll get a uh, final verification in the next day or so, but I'm just looking for December to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot more stable, legwise, than uh, November. That's all. Hey, this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind me and pressing forward to that which is before me. I press towards the calling of uh, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That is what we do. Let's get into the teaching. That's where we want to be. We are in Psalm 13, and it's a classic. And a lot of people read this, and they don't recognize what's going on. The better part of this psalm is in the next verse. Just uh, not in the. It's not in the first two verses. It's in verse three and four. Just telling you, that's how it goes. But remember, David wrote this psalm. Here's what he says. Tell me if you can relate to this. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? You don't often see four questions poised in two verses in the Psalms quite this way. And this 
is David expressing, and one of the reasons why the Psalms is so fantastic is because it's true believer communication of going through the ups and downs of the faith. And he's like going, how long, how long, how long? And so the whole idea behind this is David is experiencing, let's say it because it's honest, feelings of being forgotten. Have you ever felt that way, like you have been forgotten? I know somebody very close to me that uh, woke up, had a birthday, and then they went through all this stuff, and then uh, nobody recognized it was the birthday until like uh, 5 o'clock in the evening. That's a bummer. That's a feeling of forgotten, right? The idea behind this is for you and me and all of us to understand that we all go through this. And David is asking four times how long. And he sees what he's really dealing with in this process. And this is what I want to talk about because this is why I really appreciate him. He's talking about the loneliness he feels. He knows the Lord's going to get him through it. He knows he's going to get through this deliverance. He knows inevitably it's going to turn, and you see that in the next couple of verses. And we know that even as we look at the New Testament, all things work together for good. But that doesn't mean when you're going through the process, you don't feel alone. It doesn't, you know, it's like that, that sense. The reason you're supposed to live by faith and not by feelings is because it ain't true. But it doesn't mean it doesn't attach to you. And so he says it, and he expresses it. And one thing that I think gets lost in this is he says, how long will you forget me forever, which is... I think I think it's a little well it's not Jewish but it's a little Jewish like what you never call you know kind of thing it's like what are you going to forget me forever you going to hide your face from me forever but then he says this how long shall I take counsel in my soul because what we do when we don't get the answers from God in the timely fashion that we want is we try to bring solutions within our the depth of ourselves that's what that's what happens. That's when, for Christian people, it can become, quote-unquote, a soulish kind of faith. And it's not abnormal, if you're not hearing from God on the spot, to look inwardly and do that. It's just not helpful. Because David says right afterward, how long shall I take counsel in myself? Having sorrow in my heart daily. So it's like, Okay, well, don't stay there, right? Don't don't hang out there. That's not the place to hang out. And we are going to pop into verse 2, just the first part of it, because it's so uh, fascinating. I'm sorry, verse 3. The first part of verse 3, he says this. So first he says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long, O Lord, will you, will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? And then he says this in verse 3, Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Can I, can I just, let's just stop. I, I love that David says to God, Hey, consider this situation because I'm not liking it. <laughs> It's not, he's not telling God, God's you're doing bad, God, you're a bad at your job. He's like, I would really like you to look at this situation. For me, it reminds me of like, look up here, look up here, look up here, like the three amigos or something. And it's like, we want God to say, we want him to go, look at that. That's horrible. And because that's horrible, you need to do something. That is all normal. 
Stop beating yourself up because you ask God for help like a human being, like King David. If I was one hundredth of the faith believer that he was, I would be like, yeah, I get to do that because <laughs> he does that. It's honest. It's true. It's real. But it also has a resolution, which we'll get to when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. As I am, down this KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need. The sun and rain and an apple seed, yes, he's been good to me. No, there's a lot of cholesterol and lard. <laughs> I'm losing it here. What? The lard? What is that guy? Where is he from? <laughs> the David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in... David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video. But you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Oh, wow. 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our first trivia question. Ooh. Ooh. Who in the book of Genesis? So you guys know where this is then. Who in the book of Genesis took fresh-cut branches and made white stripes on them by peeling back the bark and exposing the inner wood? Who in the book of Genesis did this? Okay? If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to call in 972-445-0770. You're also welcome to text 214-210-8483. And then also you can send an email, david at he must org. I will say that Joy Ann and Cordelia striking first right off the bat. Uh, let's do our DNA. D is uh, D, our DNA basically. It's uh, everybody. I, I, I must say there must be 30 of them, 30 DNAs. But on our show, this one's ours. Okay, so that's our DNA then. There you go. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Now, again, I don't know how to stress that any more than what it says. Other than Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread when he was teaching people to pray. So that's a good one. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Always reading, always pursuing, never going, I don't understand the book of Revelation. I'm not going to read it. Wrong. You read it, read it, read it. The Lord makes things known to you. He's the revealer. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you are not being served all the time, but you are serving other people, which means, oh, wait, get this. You can't just think about you and your universe. you got to expand your fence. Or at least open the gate or something. That's a big part of it where you allow, or not allow, but surrender yourself to the Lord so that you can be used by God to be a blessing to other people and care about how they are and how they're doing. That's our DNA. All right, one more time. I will read the trivia question that move on. Who in the book of Genesis took fresh cut branches? And made white stripes on them by peeling back the bark and exposing the inner wood. Somebody in the book of Genesis did that. Is there anything else I have to do? There's DNA. Somehow I think I'm forgetting something. I've spent quite a bit of time in the last uh, 24 hours not just working on my big, 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 big paper. Guess how big it is. Big, yeah, that's that's good. Curse goes big, yeah, big is big. Thanks. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, I've also been working on not the website but the apps, which you know, me and app, me and technology is just bad, 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 bad. So I just gotta kind of let it go, trust the Lord, which is why I drink chamomile tea throughout the day. That's how we do it. All right, so let's go back to this text. So David, uh, in his honesty, and I, and that's what. When you read the Psalms, one of the things that you should understand, when you read Ecclesiastes, you should know that that Solomon, not in the greatest place. He's just not in the greatest place. Everything's a drag. Drag. I mean, it is so eored out. It's unbelievable, right? Woe is me. 
I'm breathing. I mean, it's just like that. So you understand that when you read that because you understand how he fell into sin. He was separated from the Lord. Things weren't going as good for him. That doesn't mean that God doesn't use that to record that to teach us where things can end up when we don't have the right elements. Plus, some of the teachings in uh, Ecclesiastes are some of the best in the framework of the Scripture because it all tells you that everything is useless and you're better off just serving God and leaving it there. So when you get into the Psalms, the difference there is that it's a communication of the heart. David had a gift in communicating what was going on on the inside and putting it on paper and into lyrics, to lyrics and music, and you know to to tune and to and to copy, so to speak, uh, and write it and communicate it in a way that we can identify with it. So when you read it, you go, yeah, 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 I get that, I get that. So when he comes off and starts this Psalm 13, he starts off with this, you know, how long, Lord, are you going to forget me forever? So by the way, it's not wrong to say that to God unless you leave it there. If you go, how long, you're going to forget me forever? I'm leaving. And then you walk out the door and don't say anything else. That's wrong. But it's not wrong to come before the Lord and go, hello, anybody up there? You know, that's what that's exactly what David is doing. It's like, how long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long should I take counsel in my soul? Very important to be careful about that because you think you have the answers. There's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is the way of death. Be very careful about that. And it says, having sorrow in my heart daily, how long will my enemy be exalted over me? And then he moves he moves the psalm this direction. Consider and hear, O Lord my God. Now watch this. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Now, some commentators argue that's a spiritual death, it's physical death. Nobody cares. It's just like he's, he's telling you how he feels. And from a poetic point of view, get it. I got it. It's like, yep, that don't lo- doesn't sound good. <laughs> doesn't sound cheery. But he says this, consider and hear me. So I look at that as as David saying, looky here. Look at look at this. Look at the situation. And, and in one of the Psalms in the translation, I think in the NLT, it says, look at what's going on. <laughs> Take a peek here. This is really ridiculous. I mean, I think we could have pulled that off on Sunday. If we wanted to be, if we wanted to, we could have just by listing maybe 10 things that happened in a row, but we were like, we just wanted to really try and get through the trial and be very faithful and diligent. Sometimes you do better than others, right? But it's like, look at this situation. And then he says this, enlighten my eyes, to enlighten my eyes. And and, and that might be the biggest thing that you and I need to pray when we're in the midst of how long and where are you? Not, not come fix everything. Come down out of the throne, come into my life, and make me happy. And by the way, I like this kind of ice cream. Okay, it's not, that's not what this is. David's like, you know what? Enlighten my eyes. I'm the one that can't. I, I can't see. I don't know what's going on. Show me. Teach me. Guide me. Open my understanding. At least he has enough to acknowledge in the very beginning, even though he just said four times, where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you? Now he's going, all right, show me. I can tell I'm not you know, where I need to be. I need to have a better perspective. Some of the better commentaries on this passage, uh, just any of the top ten would be fine if you're looking for them. They're, they're 
90% of them are free online, so you don't have to really pay for them. But it, it's like he's asking to have a hopeful perspective, to, to be able to see things with more clarity that God is at work. Now, I want you to compare that to Job, who I'm studying right now as well, who said to his own friends, look, I'm just looking for a good answer to my situation because I'm righteous. <laughs> it's like, you see that difference right there? You see that spirit right there? Instead of justifying God, he just wasn't trying to blame God, but he was justifying himself. And then he's like, I just want an answer to this. Give me my solution. Where David is like, you know what? I'm blind to this. I can't see what's going on. Can you open my eyes? I got to see what's taking place. How many times have you come before the Lord and you've prayed and you've asked him to deliver you from the situation? And I understand that. And I've done it 10,000 times. But how many times have we come before him in the midst of these exact kind of situations and said, you know what? I don't seem to be able to catch on what's going on. I would love to have your perspective merge into my perspective so I might have a better or a cleaner or a more appropriate perspective. That would really help me. And I think that's the pursuit that's not just okay to make. I think that's the pursuit that God wants you to make. Because it draws you in closer to him. It exercises trust by saying, you know what? I can't see what's going on. You've got the handle on this. I'm trusting that you're coordinating this for my best interests. And I appreciate that. Just trying to get a little handle on how you know what's taking place. And maybe, wait, watch this, maybe the Lord will show you. And you know what? Maybe he won't. And he'll require more trust and more confidence. Just when you think you've reached that level, that pinnacle level of faith, don't you know that's when the Lord turns up the heat, the fire gets more intense, more impurities rise to the top, he scrapes those off, and he makes your faith even more pure. And if he turned around and he said to you, I'm doing all of this so I can make you be more like Jesus, you would put your hand over your mouth and you would say, I'm sorry I ever said a word. Right? Well, I can just tell you that in 9 out of 10 cases, <laughs> maybe I should say this differently, in 98 out of 100 cases, he's making you look more like Jesus. Still answering your prayer. Oh, Lord, thank you for saving me. And I just want to be like Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and that one's still being answered. You like it? Okay. Yeah, you can't get away from that the rest of your existence on Earth. Uh, trivia, who in the book of Genesis took fresh-cut branches and made white stripes on them by peeling back the bark and exposing the inner wood? The answer to that question would be Jacob, the one who wrestled with God, but he did that when he was fighting through with Laban, to get uh, what he thought was rightfully his after Laban had cheated him multiple times. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. What is the David Spoon experience? And God's like, there's no room there. 
It's like, well, no, 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 I, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son. We were talking about preparation and being ready because you never know when the Lord – you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go ding-dong, time's up. And I, say, I said, you always got to be ready. He said, well, you can't always be ready. It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42, be ready. Always be ready for you do not know the day that the Lord will come. And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life. That's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful and aware because this is kingdom stuff. And there's a kingdom being built to glorify God, and there's all the opposing kingdoms. And it's a pretty straightforward question. Which kingdom are you trying to support? That's the question. And if you say, well, I'm not supporting any kingdom, then you are opposed to the kingdom of God. Because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like, it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love, would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well, that's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's it's not a contradiction at all. You're either for you're either for in Luke 9, 49 and 50, you're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom, whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is no neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions, do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. Isn't that tough? The David Spoon Experience.